This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. Okay, I want to thank Rabbi Shabtai for the uh, privilege to be able to uh, learn together. This week is Parshas Baaloscha, and I wanted to discuss something very, very interesting that the Slonim Rebbe uh, sheds light on, um, and it's based on uh, one of the first Rashi's, um, actually the first Rashi uh, in this week's Parsha. We all know that uh, Rashi instructs Aharon in, uh, in the midst of lighting the menorah. Um, the Torah says, Hashem commands uh, Aaron to be able to light to light the menorah. We know that um, that Rashi comments that what is the connection? In this previous week's parasha, the Torah talks about all the contributions that the Nesim, the princes of each respective Shevet, made. And subsequently, in this parsha, the Torah begins, opens up with the mitzvah of um, Aaron lighting the uh, lighting the menorah. So Rashi asks what the connection is, and Rashi explains that when uh, Aaron saw the dedication of all the different uh, materials, all the karbonos to the Beis Hamikdash, uh, etc., so he had chalisha sadas. He felt very bad, and um, Hashem responded. Don't worry, I'm Allah Kodesh Baruch Hu Chayecha, Shelcha Gedola Mishalohem. Your role is going to be greater than theirs. Sha'at Madliku Meitavas Haneros. You're going to be able to go ahead and uh, and clean out the menorah. And they only were able to make a certain contribution. The obvious question that many grapple with, including the Ramban, is exactly what was so great about the menorah, above and beyond that about of the of the of the uh, dedication or the contributions of the Nesim. So some say because the Nesim gave a one-time gift, whereas uh, Aaron was going to have the zechus, the privilege of being able to illuminate the menorah each and every day. Um, others, like the Ramban, who quotes to say that it wasn't only referring to now, but the fact that his that his descendants, the Chashmonaim, would ultimately be victorious against the Yavanim, the Greeks, during the holiday of Hanukkah, and they, the Chashmonaim, the descendants of Aaron, would rededicate the um the Beis HaMikdash, and since they were going to rededicate the Beis HaMikdash, so um, his descendants would rekindle the flame, and so therefore that opportunity continued to unfold for many, many years and centuries, whereas the dedication, the contributions of the Nesim was limited to this one-time event. That's Rashi, and that is the Ramban. However, the Slonim Rebbe provides a different distinction Based on this shalcha gedolah mishalohem, that your role is greater than theirs, as he pivots, as he compares and contrasts uh, the mitzvah of the menorah to the other other avodos, the other services in the Beis Hamikdash. So if you look on page Mem Beis Os Beis, so he says as follows: Betaras avos isa miman asav hakadosh mislonim zuchusayagin alein levar inyan shalcha gedolah mishalohem. We know Rashi says that Hakadosh Baruch Hu says your lot, your role is greater than theirs. There are two dimensions, there are two madrigos, there are two levels to one service of Hashem. One level is to be able to serve Hakadosh Baruch Hu at a higher level, to be able to serve Hakadosh Baruch Hu totally, one hundred percent l'shem shamayim, no ulterior motives. No ulterior agendas, simply wanting to serve the Ribbon Shalom. Zehu Shamayim. 
You get absolutely no benefit. There's no benefit mixed in. There's no additional thing that you are going to derive from simply because you want to serve Hashem. The way Hanoch conducted himself at the beginning of Sefer Bereshit. Right, Hanoch walked with Hashem and there was nothing else. He had no other connections, he had no other desires, simply he wanted to walk with Hashem. When a person serves Hashem with this level of intensity, that service is eternal, it won't be damaged, it'll have an eternal type of impact. That's one type of Avodas Hashem. And that's the higher level of Avodas Hashem. But there is a second level. There is a second level of Avodah Hashem in which, as human beings, we are inclined to incorporate or to integrate our own benefits, our own pleasures of life into that which we are doing. Even though our intentions, our concentrations, our focus is L'Shem Shamayim, it's possible that because even when you're doing something l'shem shamayim, but if you have your own benefits that are mixed in there, they can be damaged. And that which you attempt to do isn't always going to end 100%. You won't necessarily be flat on your feet. These are the two levels of Avodah Hashem. One that is kulo l'shem shamayim, without any personal pleasures, ulterior motives, uh, any type of uh, uh, independent desires. And then there's the L'Shem Shamayim. There's the, the conduct of serving HaKadosh Baruch Hu in a situation, in a situation in which, um, yes, you'll also derive certain pleasures, certain benefits. And what does this have to do with the menorah? So he says as follows. U'bechinas menorah One who fulfills the mitzvah, the dimension of Avodah Hashem through the menorah, is the type of Avodah Hashem that does not derive any physical pleasure. Vikula salka rak it's all totally focused on Hashem. Vyakarbanos, however, the sacrifices that we bring, Heim Mibchinas Hashniya, they are the second level of Avodah Hashem. Why? Shabakarban Yeshhailak Lakohanim Ullabaalim. Because we know that when a person brings a carbon, with the exception of an Ola, with the, when a person brings a carbon, so part of that carbon goes potentially to the owner, part of that carbon goes potentially to the Kohen. Right? And so therefore, there isn't, it's not that you're serving HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that's Kulo L'Shem Shamayim, because there's personal benefit that one is deriving. He says, actually, even when it comes to an Ola, which as we know, anybody's learning the Daf Yomi, we've talked about the Ola quite a bit, even there when you, the entire uh, in, internal uh, organs, limbs are burned on the Mizbeach, but we still know, the Kohanim still get the skins, the hides. So even the Ola that you would have thought is Kulo Lashem, even that there's a part that human beings can derive from. And so we have the Menorah that is completely... Um, uh, divested from, divorced from, having no connection to Hanas Haguf, deriving any physical, personal benefit from, and you have the Karbanos, that there in fact is a component of, of that personal, physical benefit, and therefore it takes that Avodas Hashem down a notch. And he says, Vizehu, and that's what Rashi means when he records this conversation between Aaron and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And Hashem says, Shalcha Gedolam 
when he says yours is greater than theirs, what that means is, your avod is going to be more permanent, it's going to be nitzke, it's going to be eternal, because it's the menorah. Ki kazush in bashum the menorah where you do not derive any personal physical pleasure, whether it's, when it's kulo la Hashem, that type of avodas Hashem is going to be eternal, it's going to last forever, and it's not going to have embedded with it any type of potential damage, unlike when it comes to the karbanos. And so therefore when Hashem was saying to Aaron, don't worry, I know you're feeling a little bit bad. These Nesim all made these contributions, they were involved in karbanos as we see. You're feeling bad about what your contribution is going to be. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, Yours is going to be greater than theirs because yours has absolutely no personal or physical pleasure that is a component of your Avodah Hashem. The mitzvah you're going to perform is going to express the higher level of Avodah Hashem that does not include any type of physical benefit. The Alpiza, with this understanding, says the Slana Marebah, we can not only understand this Rashi, which I just quoted, but we can also understand a, a Rashi a few short psukim later. The Pasuk says, actually the next Pasuk, and Aaron did. So what does it mean that Aaron did? So Rashi famously says, It's to tell us, it's to highlight the tremendous praiseworthy attributes of Aaron, that he didn't deviate from illuminating the menorah. Says the Slonim Rebbe, Shekoshe, Mashevachul Aaron Bazeh, Shaloshina Mamimashin Itztave. Why are we putting Aaron on a pedestal? Hakadosh Baruch Hu commands us to do a mitzvah. We do the mitzvah. Do we pat ourselves on the back after we do the mitzvah? Of course not. Your wife sends you out to take the garbage out. You go and you take the garbage out. If you would dare come back into your house and say, in the merit of me taking the garbage out. I hope you're going to make me a really nice dinner. You may need to find a friend's couch to sleep on that night. It's probably not going to fly. What was the big deal? Why are we putting Aaron on a pedestal? Shaloshina. He didn't change from the instructions that Moshe Rabbeinu Baruch Hu gave. Of course he didn't. He's Aaron Cohen. Says the son of the Even when you're doing something that's completely Shem Shemayim. Right? When you're doing something L'Shem Shemaim, the Satan, the Sahara is going to attack you. Sometimes even more so than the person who has a little bit of their own personal biases that's incorporated into the mitzvah. The Satan, the Sitra Achra, the Yitzhahara can't possibly tolerate a person who's Kulo L'Shem Shemaim. That type of Ruchnius is something that drives the Satan crazy. So what's he going to do? He's going to attack you further. So that's why the Torah had to go out of its way to tell us that Aaron did not deviate. Aaron was in a position in which the uh, the Sitra Achra, the Satan, was licking his paws. Here he was, he was going to try to attack Aaron further. You're going to try to do something that's cool, Hashem Shemayim? You think you're so from that you're going to try to do something that's totally focused on serving your creator? I'm going to try to get you. I'm going to try to convince you. I'm going to try to persuade you to do something negative. And yet, Vayas Kain Aaron, even with that in front of him, he was capable of being cool, Hashem Shemayim, and do exactly what Hashem instructed him to do without any deviation, without changing the mitzvah. That's something Rashi says is worth praising in the Psukim. This also answers another question. 
When we say that the menorah is shelcha, why? Because it's not only that Aaron himself is going to be able to light the menorah, and it wasn't only that his children and grandchildren would be able to light the menorah, but his descendants many years later, as the Ramban explains, as we mentioned earlier, the Hashmonaim, who were victorious against the Yavanim, were now able to reconsecrate, to rededicate, to clean up the base Hamikdash. Shalcha, that's Nitzchi, that's eternal. And so therefore he says that that's the reason, and that's how we're to understand what Shalcha Gedolami Shalahem. Well, there's two types of serving HaKadosh Baruch Hu. One type of serving HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Kulo L'Shem Shamayim, without anything else mixed in. And then there's a second level of Avodah Hashem, where unfortunately as human beings, we incorporate, we integrate some of our own personal desires into it. The Menorah, that's Avodah Hashem L'Shem Shamayim. The Karbanos, well, we're going to benefit from the Karbanos. That's not Avodah Hashem Kulo L'Shem Shamayim. And that is what Hashkarish Baruch Hu is saying, Shalchag Mishalahem. Your mitzvah, Aaron, is Kulo Avodas Hashem. That's why it says, Vayaskain Aaron. Because when a person tries to achieve that level of Avodas Hashem, the Sitra Acha, the Satan, the Yitzhahara, he's going after you. And despite all those challenges, Vayaskain Aaron, Shaloshina, Aaron didn't deviate, didn't change at all. That's something worthy of praising. That's something worthy of the Torah putting Aaron on a pestle for, demonstrating his loyalty, his fidelity, his commitment and his diligence to doing the mitzvahs, kulo l'shem shamayim. And that's what it means, vayas Aaron. It's a powerful message because as humans, as individuals, we certainly sometimes fall into the trap of doing the mitzvahs, but also mixing in our own personal motivations. We want people to think of us in a certain way. What are people going to think if we don't do certain things? And what we're supposed to strive to be is to strive to mimic and to strive to ensure that our mitzvahs are similar to that of the menorah, where they are kulo l'shem shamayim, where the whole focus, the whole premise of why we do the mitzvah is not for any ulterior benefits or motives, but simply because we want to serve the Ribbon Shalom. And in Mirza Hashem, if we can somehow package, we can somehow fulfill the mitzvahs in a similar context to the menorah, so then not only would the Torah be able to testify about Aaron, Vayas Kain Aaron, then please God, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will be able to testify about us, Vayas Kain, that we too didn't deviate, that we too didn't package it in a certain way that also serves our personal motives, agendas, and uh, desires, but instead, Vayas Kain, we did it exactly how the mitzvah should be done, Kulo L'Shem Shamayim, which of course will only help to serve and ensure that we have a more meaningful, deeper, and richer relationship with Hashem. Thank you so much for listening.